0: And thank you for joining us on Building Greatness: The Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. Sean, always great to talk sports with you as we're going to do again on this podcast. There's so much going on. We have to talk about Westcliff sports, which we will in just a second, but looking at the sports landscape there's some amazing things and not too good things that were happening not the least of which is a baseball lockout a basketball game between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Memphis Grizzlies where the Grizzlies won by 73 points and a pretty ugly football game that happened recently where the the uh, quarterback for the Saints Taysom Hill threw four interceptions none of that good all bad stuff happening in sports. Hey, how do you get beat by seventy three points? You know what? That's just a lack of effort. I, I hey, don't know if it's listen. a lack of preparation, but that's that's just embarrassing. Hey, you you know John Cheney,
1: you know, God rest his soul, right? John Cheney. Uh, yeah. Great tempo. Coach. You know, um, he would have threw a goon out there. Okay. It would never made it to seventy three. Yeah. Right? Old school. Somebody we gotta get in a fight at something. Like when when, when is the the point deficit to a point where you just start hauling off and and punching a dude in the mouth? Like is is it like 35? Is it like 50? Like how you get to 73.
0: Yeah, well, usually coaches get fired after games like that. Oh my
1: gosh, man.
0: Where's the pride?
1: I need I need a goon. I need an enforcer on the bench who said, hey, you know, I'm not I'm not taking that. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, no, you got
0: you got to put a stop to it. Recently, in a high school football game, the score was 106 to nothing. <laughs> that that yeah. So okay, okay So so here's the
1: thing. I won't be clear because you know you know carrying my title and everything else. Okay. You know, the 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 amateurism, you know, I don't believe in it anyway. But I mean, like, right. I, I, it's different levels, right? So I'm not I'm not condoning violence of any type. But I'm just saying, when you're a pro, it's different than when you're in high school. Oh yeah, right. So I'm sure There's probably some mercy rules and everything else, mm-hmm. but, but the pros, I'm sure about. I want to talk about the pros, like man to man. Okay, how you gonna let that happen? Even woman to woman, how you gonna let that happen? Like it, when I used to play ball, it was like, hey, I ain't getting thrown no There's no way in the world I'm letting the team score seventy three points without me uh, pulling somebody by the collar. Yeah. We, we got to square up, bro.
0: Hey, there was a college coach that stopped a game and had, in the middle of a game, called a timeout and had his team running sprints back and forth across the, the court. <laughs> Did you see that in the middle of the game?
1: No, but, yeah. but hey, in our um, sensitive environment now, that's hazy. That's hazy. Yeah, yeah that is. That That's one that, form that of used it. They used to be corrective behavior yeah yeah no longer
0: the case Uh, case. that's syntax we got to call it something different but hey as much as the bad stuff has been happening in sports and there's more of it to talk about i want to talk about the good stuff and all of it coming from Westcliff athletics in particular we see you dog
1: did you score a goal maybe it was a base you stole whether you served up an ace or PR'd your race, this is the podcast segment you've all been waiting for.
0: Yo, we, we see you, dog. dog. This is our great segment where we get to highlight some of the outstanding performers from Westcliff Athletics, and we have to start with Kelvin Kip too, mm-hmm. uh, our, our cross-country runner who finished 103rd out of 330 at the NAIA Cross-Country National Championships. He finished 4th among 10... CalPAC runners, and was the top CalPAC freshman finisher. When we say CalPAC, for those listening, that is the California Pacific Conference, the conference in which we uh, compete. He finished 100 places ahead of the other two CalPAC freshmen. What a great talent.
1: Oh my God. Hey, let me give you some culture verbiage here. Okay. That boy good.
0: (laughs) That boy good. And going to get better. He's got a ways to go as a freshman. I'm telling you.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, and yeah. you
0: know what? First
1: first ever in our athletic history, have we ever competed in a nationals for NAIA? He's the first athlete to mm-hmm. do. It. Yeah. And, right? and then, you know, his coach, you got to give love to his coach. Justin Johnson, you bet. Hey, first coach to to compete,
0: you know, at the national level as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had both of them on our podcast. not, not so long ago. Um, And, you know, uh, Kelvin wasn't satisfied. He said, quote, this has been the course for the Nationals for the past six years. So for the next three years at Westcliff, I want to be here. When I get back here, I hope to do much better than I did today.
1: Sounds like a five C's
0: man to me, man. Absolutely. And uh, Coach Johnson plans to build a program around Kelvin and what a great anchor he he is. I mean, uh, Coach uh, Johnson said, quote, by Kelvin being here, it shows what's possible for Westcliff It shows what's possible for everyone, all of our athletes and all of the new recruits coming in. So we're going to build it around him. uh, And very soon, like this next season, we're going to have five, six, seven guys that are ready to come out and compete for a national championship. Exciting times for our cross-country team. Yeah, I'm I'm totally excited and proud. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we have a lot to look forward to. Uh, with cross-country track and field. And, you know, we also pivot to our women's basketball team. Uh, head coach Kyle Rouse is taking on all comers. And this year, so far, they've played UC Irvine, Santa Barbara, College of Idaho, the Masters in Northwestern, um, some of those Division One teams. It's just unbelievable the, the schedule that he's put together. He feels like running this gauntlet now will make the team prepared to compete for a CalPAC championship. We see you, though. Know- we see you, dog. And uh, they have a couple of electric guards on the team: Laura Tapia and Trinity Vasquez. Uh, Bailey Hawkins is a problem down low. Mm. Remy Harry, yep, and Remy Harry uh, can fill it up from distance. It's a talented squad. You we said Remy. You said Remy. Yeah, I believe so. R e m y. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, no. Remy got game. <laughs> yeah, they all
0: they yeah. all got game. We can't. Bailey, Bailey, no
1: joke on the block,
0: sir. I think you you can't guard it for sure. You don't want none of that smoke, (laughs) You don't want none of that. Um, And we can't wait to see what they're going to do when the CalPAC season rolls around. So they're right in the thick of it now. Um, We're right in the middle of basketball season, so we're pretty excited. And uh, speaking of which, the men's basketball team had an impressive turnaround against Hope International at the Vanguard Tournament. Uh, They had lost to Hope by double figures just days earlier, and then they introduced a press on Hope, which ratcheted up the pressure and was money with great possession down the stretch. The Warriors walked away with an impressive 78-66 win. And uh, Coach – You see Clark, dog? Yeah, we see all those dogs, man. Seven-footer Marius Ntari uh, was a monster with a double-double of 20 points and 15 rebounds. I mean mm, – That sound like a nice uh, night in the office, nice day in the office. Guys, 20 and 15. Uh, Joshua Jones had 18. Joshua Harrison had 17. Abdul Abdullah had 9 points, 10 rebounds. And the Warriors dominated the block, which uh, they've got. Wow. You know, that, this is the first year all these guys have been together. Coach Cook has put this team together. And, you know, they've got nothing but brightness ahead of them. You know, the sky's the limit for that team. I'm, I'm excited for them. I don't think we got – I think they are no limit soldiers. I don't think they have a limit, sure. Yeah, I think you're correct. Absolutely. Um, and we've got some CalPAC conference performers for the fall season, all – CalPAC uh, in women's soccer, second team, Alberti, uh Angersbach, freshman, uh, Taya Sophia kanstrom freshman, and Christine Thorvaldson freshman. Honorable mention goes to Becca Gonsalves. Our women's soccer team had an incredible season. Coach Lancaster put it all together. He was just killing it.
1: He did a great job. We see you, dog. Hey, I'm so proud um, of all of our athletes, you know, Mm-hmm. The only we name is some of the unsung heroes that don't get into the scoring, you know, box. Maybe not make the newspaper clips, but they have the intangibles it takes to keep the glue of the team and keep the morale and all that stuff together. So yeah, oh yeah, see-
0: yeah. You know, it's it's really the first full year for a, a lot of these teams. Uh, you know, we we got shut down by COVID two years ago. Last year we didn't have games, so we're coming right out of the blocks, and we've got all. All CalPAC performers, like in women's volleyball, second team Maddie uh, Shepston, uh, sophomore, and honorable mention Elsie Brown, Riley Adair, Michelle Doe. So, volleyball team also killing it. It's just it's exciting to see. And hey, who's not killing it, sir? Sure. Who's not killing it? <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be a smaller group, actually. You know, everybody seems to be killing it here. I, I mean, uh, you know, our men's soccer team, the player of the year mm. Calpack was Quentin Hornung. Hey,
1: and another uh cultural verb is shut your mouth.
0: Yeah, the defender oh, of say, year. It, say it again, sir. Yep. Say it with your chest this time. Player of the year, Quentin Horning. Hmm, mm. shut your mouth, shut your mouth. Def- <laughs> defender of the year, Jacob Schnitzler. First team, Quentin Horning, Jacob Schnitzler, Francesco Zanin. Second team, Karim Idris. An honorable mention: Mosu Silva, Cesar Ortega, and Mads Volden. Soccer, just soccer, both men's and women's, had great seasons. Can't wait to see what's in store for them.
1: Man, and you know what? It just validates the the, the actual point that success is not linear.
0: True. Very true. And you know, there's so much to look forward to the spring sports are going to be getting underway soon. I know softball and baseball have their first game in eight weeks, a little less than eight weeks, actually.
1: What what that baseball team gonna do? That's what
0: I want to know. Yeah, I know. I know. Me too. I want to know too. My goodness. Okay. Um, Did you mention Jacob? Jakob. Yeah. Jakob Jakob Schnitzler. yeah. Yeah. He is the defender of the year and he was first team. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of these gals are back. They're underclassmen, as we see. So, you know what, with that and uh, probably the, uh, the recruits coming in, boy, oh, boy, we're going to be winning championships very soon.
1: You know, it's, it's really, really simple for me. You know, you just have to work harder than everyone else around you. You know, even when the odds are against you, sure, Yeah. You got to You gotta, see one, one thing I, I really love about, the folks that we have, because they are first round draft picks, sir. Sure, you know that first rounders. You got to carry water. Yeah, you know. So, so you know, you got to work so hard. They can't ignore it you when you're a right. first round draft pick, right? And then it's very important, you know, that all the coaches that is listening to this right now, coaches and athletes, and once you know, you got to operate proactively, not reactively, in order to stay progressive and not regressive. That's very, very important, hmm. right? As you climbing up that that ladder of success or so you see that mountain is for you to climb not to carry sure you know because we stay ready so we don't have to get ready okay you know what we do right because people who achieve great things sure does not work normal office hours you got to put in the work in the off season you got to put it in after practice you got to put it in before practice And you got to work equally as hard in the classroom,
0: Cher. Do you know what we do? We find find great athletes with superior mm -hmm. character who can establish an exceptional culture while making a tremendous impact in the community by being fully committed to excellence, which will translate to championships. Our five C's mantra. Yay, yay. That's what we we do. That's what we do. And you know what? We see all of these athletes who were uh, outstanding and excelled in their various sports in their uh, seasons recently. We see your dog. We see your dog. Welcome back, sports fans. We are thrilled to be back doing our podcast. Took a little bit of time off for the holiday, and we are set to go. And, uh, Sean, uh, did you have a good holiday, Sean? Excellent.
1: Never can complain about giving or receiving gifts and all kinds of great stuff. So, no, definitely Yeah. Uh,
0: Good. And we got a lot to look forward to in the month of December, um, not just on the field to play. But, uh, you know, this is uh, a month that I've discovered for myself is a little bit slower with the holidays coming up that week in between Christmas and New Year in particular. So we get a lot of time with friends and family this month. Uh, the Westcliff um, Company Party is this month as well. So we have uh, a lot to look forward to. And
1: are you attending? Are you attending? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I go every year. Yeah. I'm excited to get to see everybody and uh, get to dress up my one time a year.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, hey, you know, hold on. So you, you're telling
0: me, you know, you got some fits. So what, what, what are we wearing? Um, well, you know, the invitation says formal, formal means tuxedo. So okay. I have one of those. I might actually throw it on. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. But uh, it was mostly suit and tie for me. But, you know, we are an Under Armour school, and I haven't found a tuxedo with the Under Armour logo on it yet. So I'm working on it. Keep, keep looking for that, buddy. Okay. Put it right on the back underneath the collar. That would be really cool. Put the UA logo on there. Oh, man. Well,
1: hey, you know, I mean, you know, with the formal attire, it's going to be good to see you dressed to the nines, as they say. All right. You know, so uh, are you going solo or are you taking someone with you?
0: No, I've got uh, my lovely girlfriend who will be accompanying me.
1: Okay. All right. You know, I didn't want to, you know, dig too deep in the weeds. You know, I didn't want you to, you know, come (laughs) after me or something, you know, but okay.
0: No, no, we're looking forward to it. It's a fun event. And, you know, obviously last year it got canceled just because of the pandemic, but we're uh, fired up to get back at it this year. So Well,
1: we we already know. Who's going to look the best? Who's going to be
0: carrying you that night? So we don't yeah, to Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I walk three steps behind. And I just let her shine. Hey, smart man. smart yeah, man. I've learned. Hey, Sean, there's a lot, as always, happening in the world of sports. Um, and uh, we're going to get to some interesting topics today, not the least of which would be the lockout in baseball. I have a different point of view for that. But, you know, there's so many other big things. There was baseball, a win-
1: baseball baseball.
0: Yeah, no. a lockout. Was, what were we talking about? There was about? a win. There was a win the other night in the NBA oh, by seventy-three oh, points. I, I don't on, know if you bro. saw that. That I it, but don't
1: don't try to skim over this privileged baseball with a lockout. <laughs> okay, come on, what what's mean, up with that, bro? What's I, up with that? What are we locking out for? Don't they get paid good enough? the one that's always uh, counting somebody else's money, and you know, now and now baseball locks out. You trying to
0: skim over the topic? Well, Why yeah, that's just, out, bro? I'm skimming. Up? I'm skimming over it because there are so many other important topics. I mean, I'm coming for your neck today. I want to know
1: uh, you you need to be answering questions for this whole baseball lockout. I thought this was America's pastime, bro.
0: Yeah, I don't. You know what? They've always called it that, but I think it's been surpassed by football as America's pastime. Oh, I really
1: oh do. so you, you can
0: see this. So this is this. The lockout. We're not making, any ex- not making any excuses. Not making no crime in baseball. You know, oh, no, there's no, absolutely no. not. But you know as well as anybody that it's all about the money. And so that's obviously. Don't be the money. Know. But, hey, there, there's there's history being made at Notre Dame as we speak because uh, Marcus Freeman is going to be taking over as head coach, 35-year-old. What happened to,
1: what happened to uh, uh, Tyrone Wilhelm though? No. No, no, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Don't
0: be yeah. no. like this is history. No, Y'all no, 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 no. I'm saying. Find the brothers after a couple of seasons. I was, I I was going to say, I was going to say the second African American to take over after Tyrone. Oh, Ty just the Williams.
1: Second. Ooh, Notre Dame was really a, a trailblazer in that area of diversity. Oh, just a second.
0: What's yeah. up? Well, this might, you know, maybe this is the great. I I mean, the guy's only 35 years old. He's only been there. He's been there less than a year.
1: He got to have this stellar resume while the other bums can just come in there with any kind of resume. But he got absolutely
0: not. Some of the bums they put in there were absolute bums. Guys that never even made it a year because they kind of messed up. What happened
1: to Charlie, Charlie Weiss? What happened to Charlie Weiss? He was the next coming of... You know, yeah. boy down in, in the Patriotsville, you know, he's the next coming of everything, went out there, stole some money for Notre Dame and couldn't win
0: nothing. Yeah, well, he was 35 and 27 in his five seasons, but they didn't, you know, they have a lot. Where in America you can be lot 27, different. still win, still make a paycheck, bro? Well, you know, uh, I... Hey, I have that problem. Say, is all that, these is guys, that, all these guys eventually get fired and they get a buyout. They pay uh, them to go away with some
1: privilege going on there. I dare to say white privilege, but I'm well, just saying, I, some privilege going
0: I, on. I understand, but I'm interested to see how Marcus Freeman and I applaud it because I think he is Probably a real man. Man. He, he had to work it. I mean, he pulled
1: it out of the mud, he was already there. I mean, his coach ran away from the job, he knew it was coming, the axe was coming, he ran away. Landed on his feet very well, right? Oh, gosh. Gotcha. Um, we can say he, you know, he ain't never fall, but he got out of there, right? With LSU, you know, to LSU and SEC, and we know how that's going to play itself out. He's probably going to get the creme de la creme of talent so he can go for a national championship. But at the end of the day, he didn't get it done in order to So this program, he can talk all the hyperbole he want to about oh how great the roster is and it's a young development team then why you asked to stay there then if mm-hmm. it was so great because you got out because you know this thing about the bottom out and, and I get tired of seeing the brothers always have to take the jobs that are about the bottom out and they have to pull a miracle off and then if that doesn't happen they get railroaded.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: young inspiring African American coach with a hard uh uphill climb. With a, a roster and 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 the organization not willing to do the little things it's gonna take to win, right?
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: got TV deals; they in everybody's living room on well, every Saturday. They got a big time, you know. Notre Dame is a big time um, history, historic, right? Because they ain't won nothing in the last five or seven years, but historically, you know, I think they got like eleven national championships and all this kind of stuff. But it's about the bottom out. And, and homeboy who left the job took off, and now we leave it in the brother's hands and act like it's so attractive, nobody else wants the job because they know what's going on.
2: Mm. Come on, man. It's
1: okay. a setup. Okay. I hope he pulls it off, but it's always a setup. It's a setup, bro. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what? We'll see what they did to Tyrone Williams. We'll Tyrone see,
0: was 21 and 15 over his 3 Okay. And what was, what was Charlie Weiss? Charlie Weiss was 35 and 27 mm, over okay. five seasons. Mm. So they had mm. – so Tyrone Willingham is a 583 win percentage, Charlie Weiss 565. But the guy I point to is George O'Leary in 2001. Ooh. George O'Leary did not coach a single game or practice. He was fired five days after being hired, uh, misrepresenting his academic credentials. I don't hey, remember you know that.
2: what I
1: mean, we could we – could most people do all the time. We disembellished. I mean, he had a little bit of, you know. Yeah, you can lie a little bit on your resume, but not like he did. (laughs) He said it's
0: not lying if you did it once, you can put it on there. That's what they say. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, we could build an entire podcast just around that hire. And I applaud the hire and the the players like it. The administration likes it. Who's not going to like it, man? He had no other
1: choice. He had no other choice. You can't turn down the job. They threw it to him. It's an uphill battle. All I'm saying to you is... Call it what it is. That's all I'm saying. Don't act like this is a crim de la creme situation. This dude's coming in like um, Steve Kerr got a chance to come in in basketball with Golden State. Don't act like you know it's Steve Nash coming in with Brooklyn. Like this thing is set up to win. This thing ain't set up to win. That's all I'm saying, bro. It's not set up to win. All right. Well, so call okay. it what it is, but everybody, oh, this is a great high. I'm supposed to be happy because in 2021, uh Notre Dame only hired two black African American coaches. How dare them? They should be a bitch. just jump off a cliff right now. They should be embarrassed. Only two? So you telling me it's only two brothers and this whole seven billion dollars, seven billion people on this globe give or take. And you telling me only two in how many up teen years is good enough? Are you kidding me? And I'm supposed to be like, oh, so ecstatic. And you think I should be eating Wheaties this morning? Like, oh, we want some? Come on, bro. It's embarrassing. Ooh. It's 2021. It's embarrassing. How do they get away with that? That's what I want to know. And then no. they keep hiring mediocre dudes and keeping them around and buying them out. And you telling me two people and one, you one person before him, you know, you know the first African American, you know, coach Tyrone Willingham. You pretty much dogged him out. He had yeah, a bounce.
0: Yep, he got fired.
1: Come on, so I'm so I'm supposed to be like, oh, I'm so happy, man. Northern Dame can go, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> okay. figure that one out. All right, hey, it, it you know what. You make some excellent points and i think excellent points well i you think marcus pass. freeman was their marcus freeman was their only option they could have gone outside and cool. and hired somebody else after a long a all the search
1: telling me they can't find a national recruiting agency like every other major program yeah find a viable candidate do you think marcus freeman's not viable i'm not saying that he's not i i just gave you a whole list of the totality of what I'm saying to you. Like, you, you, you're you saying it like, I should be, like, so happy because it's on the ESPN ticker and I should be just happy about it. The, the reality is they're so behind. They're behind culturally. They don't have an, a culture-inclusive environment in Notre Dame. That's the reason why they can't get top recruits because top recruits are have a lot more diversity than what the university has been showing. You only, in the last what, 20 decades, or I don't know how long it is. And I'm just talking smack here, right? Because I can, because you only hired two African-Americans in the last, what, 40, 50 years? Somebody put a stat on that. And today, i pose the wake up happy. Like, we come into, like, you know, like, we prayed about this. And, and Hail Mary, like, just open up the pearly gates for this. It's some bigger systemic issues than what's going on. And the only reason why now that we're we seeing them turning because they want to win. They want to win. And the same thing happened before back in the day historically when it was no black African-American athletes that was on the D D1 level. Where all the coaches turned to all the historic black colleges and say, hey, we need some brothers, right? We need some brothers because we need to win. Okay? We need to win. This is the reality of it. I didn't make this up. This is this is the history of it. So now Notre Dame wants to win again. So they say, man, we got to be able to have a coach that can bring them in, somebody that look like them, and maybe talk like them and speak like them. I'm black. I get it, but it ain't right. That's what I'm saying to you. So I'm not happy this morning okay. about about yeah. I'm happy for him, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna put a band-aid over the simple fact that Notre Dame. Has been sleeping on the job of diversity. That's what I'm saying. Ah, okay. And and, and you should feel the same way. That's ridiculous. Hmm.
0: Hmm. That's that's crazy. What's going on over there, really? Well, I think that he's going to do a great job. And I think no, he's. I'm I think not talking, he's, talking about him. No, I know. I understand. I, you're I talking, about, you're talking I'm about the entirety. Yeah, the entirety institution. Of the I'm talking entire
1: about the institution that has allowed a lack of diversity. University at that university for up years, and now because you did the right thing, because you probably glossed over a lot of African Americans and didn't want them in, but now you're not winning. And the coach you thought that was going to bring you to the holy grail decided he' going to bail out because y'all don't get it because he can't bring in the kids that he want to bring in because he's changing the dynamics and, 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 and demographics of the university, and he know he can't. He's tired of fighting that. So now we want an image change? Come on, man.
2: Hmm.
1: Go on somewhere with that. All you scared, right. You scared to speak on this topic today? You brought it up. Um, no, I haven't been able to get a word in. Oh, oh okay. Because okay. <laughs> you come in with the lame ESPN version of the ticker, thinking that everybody's supposed to be eating cake and ice cream right now, happy because they finally figured out that they not, you know, they don't value diversity at the institution. Hmm. This dude, I hope him well because I know the challenges that he's going to have to face being the African-American male. He got a lot of challenges that he has to has to face. But let's not gloss over the fact that he's taking this thing out of the mud. Nor the Dame ain't one jack. It ain't desire, It's not a desirable place for people that look like him or me. He's, and if they want to win, they're going to have to get – up into those demographics, into those tough neighborhoods, right, and bring out where most of the talent has statistically been. And it's going to be hard to do. So he got a
0: hard task to hit him. Okay, but, you know, right now they're, they're an inch away from being in the playoffs.
1: If that was the case, the coach wouldn't have left if they was an inch away. It's bigger than that, bro. It's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. He didn't just leave because uh, – come on, man. No, I'm going to leave the topic alone. You obviously don't want to go there, so we might as well move to the next topic.
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've been sitting here listening to what you say, and I don't... I hear what you're saying, but I'm telling you your retort, your
1: retort, and your, your inability to want to get into these sticker bra bushes, right? Where we know we're going to catch a couple sticker bras, right? We just might as well move on. Because if we ain't going to really get into it, because you know this, this job ain't really... Uh, it got bells and whistles on it, but we know once we peel the layer off a little bit, it's more systemic issues, right, that has stopped them from actually producing on the field. They have big endowments, so they didn't have to, but at some point, you know, the coach who left knows it, and he couldn't get it done. Okay, and now all of a sudden, it's supposed to be a glass slipper for the brother. Come on, bro. It, it doesn't. America doesn't work that way. That's all I'm saying. Right. So we can sit up here and make it seem all cheered up and great. It doesn't work that way. Okay, he's going to have to go in there. Right. Just work his tail off and probably be like Martin Jackson. And then all of a sudden, as soon as he get it, Tony Dungey, Tony Dungey, the same thing. And all of a sudden, when he gets this thing about to really pop, then his butt will be bye bye. And they replace him with the image guy that they want and then that's when they win the championship. That's how it goes down historically for a situation like this for an African-American coach under these circumstances. That's the facts, right? Nobody want to speak about that, but that's the reality of it. It's very few times that an African-American a- a take a dirt, a job that looks like it has bells and whistles, is in the bottom, and they allow that African-American coach to see it through. Hardly ever happens. Mm. Same thing that happened over there in Texas when they brought old boy over there, right? They still ain't one Same thing, won't let us see it through. That's what I'm talking about. That's the real issue that we're going to get to the root. But you want the clickbait. The clickbait is the headline. I'm saying, the hell with the hit clickbait. Let's talk about the real issues. But if we don't want to talk about the real issues, right? Let's not talk about it at all. Let's just move it on to something else. But, you know, I I pray for the brother. So do you think he is set up to fail? I don't think he's set up to win. I don't think he's set up to win. I think he's set up for a hard, tough rebuilding process where he's going to go in there, change the culture. I'm going to slide him the five C's to help the brother out, right? And as soon as he's about to get it popping, he's going to be out. And they're going to put the image guy in there, because that's what they do historically. Because they ain't want them anyway. They only had two in the last how many years? Uh, One hundred and
0: thirty-three oh. seasons.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. And all of a sudden, okay, all right, makes sense. Great PR move, Notre Dame. Thank you very much.
2: Mm, okay. Maybe
1: you can get a
0: couple of grants too with it. Okay, well, I moved, brothers. I know we're all rooting for him, and I think you know he's I'm got for him. I ain't rooting for the institution. OK, that makes sense. And I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I think, you know, looking at his history and the schools he's been at prior to here, uh, I think it's a great hire. Um, oh, and, it is a great I, hire.
1: I don't want to diminish his day. He had no other choice but to take it. You can't you can't walk away from that. I hmm. you think you're going to get the next one. We don't afford the, As African-Americans, we're not afforded the opportunity to be be. uh privileged and entitled when it comes to these type of jobs. Right. It's going to be people listening to this podcast now saying, hey, this boy done gone food. You know, he he telling it like it is. And it's going to be some African-Americans that's going to be nervous for me because this type of talk normally back in the Jim Crow days would get us home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let's be honest. But I'm just here to tell you, like, I'm all about pushing the culture. I'm going to keep it real. Like, we want to have the clickbait, you know, like, this thing is all great. But, no, 133 seasons, and now all of a sudden we're we, going we, we to turn a new leaf? Come on, man.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you know, the, it's going to have to be wait and see. Do you think he's on a very short leash, or they're going to give him time?
1: Oh, no, I, just, I, went, I just told you, like, who who have they given time? Who the given time to? It's just not them. It's, we are not afforded the same time as our counterparts. When you're an African American coach,
0: you're not. Now Mike Tomlin's on a whole yeah other deal. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's won a couple yeah. Super Bowls. So did Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy won a Super Bowl. But,
1: but they axed him out before he won that Super Bowl when he turned around Tampa Bay. Gave it, and, and we can say Chucky won a one nothing. If it wasn't for Tony Dungy, because he assembled that, that defense. And then, then, you know, Chucky had a chance to, to freaking, you know, play the team he just left. We don't get that, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we don't get to lose a job and get another job in the same season mm-hmm. like Reed did, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't, we don't get that, that opportunity. What about Doc Rivers? Okay, Doc Rivers, that was a whole different situation. The Doc Rivers thing was a really a situation, right? He you know, he ended up losing, you know, leaving. You know, he ended up leaving, right? But still, we know in his present environment, it's way too few um, you know, black coaches in ownership there. There's just majority of the players. So he went from one, you know, I mean, come on, it's Philly. It's Philly. It's Philly. Look at DC. The demographics are different, right? Mike Tomlin got it good in Pittsburgh because his his ownership. Install the Rooney room. So he gets the flexibility, but he'd probably be out of there after this. I'm just saying make it a meritocracy. If it's based off performance, right, based, then 133 seasons don't pass by before you find another guy. And it just don't have to be African-American. I'm just speaking from that perspective because I I, I kind of know a little bit about that. Right, being African American, but I'm talking any minority, even women. Come on,
0: even women. All right, because there's not one, you know, minority candidate there. Yeah, you know, there. That's an interesting thing. I also want to mention Dave Roberts, who's been pretty successful in his role. Um, There is a, a survey that just came out this week. Guess which sports league is ranked number one in terms of DEI and female. Uh, participation in upper ranks.
1: Well, baseball? No. Football, probably, right? Nope. What is it?
0: The WNBA. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it came out, and they're, they're miles ahead of everybody else. But, you know, there are plenty of male head coaches in the WNBA and in women's college basketball. But okay. – there are probably as many female coaches at this point and female ownership. That's another thing. You know, what they did in, the Atlanta, in Atlanta was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The way they orchestrated all of that. And, and the timing was right. And the way it came down, it, it it couldn't have gone any better. That's just my my personal opinion.
1: I, I'm, I, do, I do not refute your personal opinion. and okay. I, I, I appreciate you actually sharing that. Now, the WNBA, why can't we get sponsorship
0: there, bro? Well, yeah, obviously they are subsidized by the NBA. And and you know, they 17. still have they've got some some television contracts. You see them play on TV. Bro, they right.
1: still getting a bump out of the arenas for Disney. What are you talking about, man? No respect. You don't remember that in the playoffs? That yeah. they got bumped?
0: Yeah, and also nice. And also the um, weight room thing and the uh, NCAAs. Come on. With the weights. Yeah. But hey, it's,
1: it's, it sounds good. Um, that's what I'm, I'm all about. The game within the game. You know, it's like I'm part of the reason why I decided to, you know, even, you know, be an athletic director versus still coach or whatever. was just to, to be able to have an inclusive environment, not just for me being a black African-American, but for, for women, for for anyone who being marginalized.
2: Mm.
1: Right. Because it's a lot of discrimination. It's just not black or white. Right. And, and a lot of people get hung up on black and white. I'm not hung up on that. Let me just be clear for our listeners and clear for you as well. Sherm Dog. It's about culture. Right. We have culture, you know, cultural differences and they should be, you know, acknowledged and appreciated. We have cultural differences. And when you when people can respect your cultural differences, it allows you to, to just blossom. But that's not the case, and and there, that's the issue, and that's my concern with the Notre Dame thing. Right, there are some cultural differences, and it's tied within religion, so it's really steamy. You know what I'm saying? It's really convoluted right now. You know, so it's a lot of you know things that need to be changed, and 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 saying that we, we we're a work in progress is not good enough. You know, women still getting paid lesser wages than men is right now in 2021. It's not good enough. So it's I'm, I'm on a whole different level. My vibe different, you know, when it comes to 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 this kind of stuff. I'm no longer going to be, you know, um, sitting back, you know, with a closed mouth. You know, I'm unapologetic for fighting for people's rights. And people who are being marginalized and being oppressed, I'm going to speak out, it, even if it's me and I've cut my uh, you know, my nose despite my face. Even if it's my self-preservation that may dissipate because I'm speaking truth to power, I care less about that anymore. Mm-hmm. So my re- the rest of my um, days on earth that God allows me to be here is going to be authentic. It's going to be true. Now, I get it. My truth ain't always absolute. But you're gonna get the real here, okay? You're gonna get the real here. And, and that's just kind of how it is. And I think, you know, uh, part of my, um, you know, ideology and, 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 and methods and some of the things, philosophies and different things of that nature has allowed, you know, Westcliff to blossom because I'm not, I'm not settling anymore. So I want I want to make sure that everyone that that I work alongside of has the equal opportunity to be the best person they possibly can be, and fulfill their purpose in their life, and, and that's and that's a tough deal. It's not easy, mm. and these kind of conversations have to happen. This is part of the educational side, but I'm sure some people in the university hear this podcast and want to censor uh, us. No doubt about it. Same people don't would censor us the same people you know talking about you know we got first amendment right what's do we really now i get it we work for someone i get it we get it i understand i don't own the university but this is education and awareness right that means we can talk about an array of different topics right whether we agree or disagree or we can agree to disagree but we have to look at if we're talking about higher learning, we have to look at both sides of the story, right, to, to try to come to a consensus, right, of, of, of an agreement of what we can do moving forward. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, there's I, I don't want to overlook one other group. When we talk about, you know, the Doc Rivers, Dave Roberts, et cetera, um, <clears throat> there's a group that we're overlooking. And it's still the exception rather than the rule. We're, we're, I, I want to make sure we mention Vivian Stringer, Don Staley, Adia Barnes, and others. Um, because they took programs that were at the bottom and now these programs are at the top. Arizona used to be terrible in women's basketball. I know that right. for a fact. Adia Barnes played there, she was the right person at the right time. Right. And they gave her, they gave her a, a, a no-win situation. And she almost, you know, she sure. came really with one shot of winning the national championship.
1: Hey, sure. That's the MO though. That that is my whole point. Not just I'm speaking from an African-American standpoint, but I'm saying minorities in general. Yeah. Right? when we get these jobs or opportunities, right? It ain't set up for success, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Even, what, even Rutgers is trying to call for Vivian's head, right? Because she's to a point where she, you know, she's not going, she unapologetic about it, mm-hmm. right? And, and and as she should be, hey, let's not, uh, come on. I know you want to talk about the elephant in the room. Where was Westcliff University? It wasn't screaming when I, when I got the job. Hmm. Hey, it was in the cemetery, man. He had no names on the headstone. It <laughs> buried.
2: Hmm.
1: Buried. Now it's, now it's gleaming. It looks pretty, right? Oh, yeah. A lot of people sign up for this. Now, after the work has been done, after the work has been done, after all the hard work's been done, OK, now, you know, easily to go get a dude who fit the image a little more than me, who's not as outspoken as me, who's not going to fight for, you know, advocacy of, of minorities and uh, disenfranchised people of all colors. I'm fighting for everybody. OK, they don't like that. The society don't like that. The institution don't like that. Okay? They don't like that right? That's just how it is. But, you know, at Westcliff, you can be a Caucasian, middle-aged white man, right? And, and be my, and be the minority, right? So we're a little different in our demographics here, right? Mm-hmm. But the still the premise is still the same.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's all I'm saying. No, it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. There are those instances of some of the names that we've mentioned in, in professional coaching and college coaching that have been very successful but again uh, looking at the, at the entirety of it uh, that's the exception rather than the rule. And the reason okay. we know the, the reason we know these names is because there's so few of them
1: right And I'm talking about being set up for success day one right Because that's what you're supposed to be doing mean, that's what's supposed to happen in the job right You get a job, you go through the training we're supposed to set you up for success right soon you start. Hmm. Hmm. I can't think of too many uh, minorities or African Americans who took over a great spot. Now, one comes to mind. In all fairness, is Jim Caldwell,
2: right? Yeah, yeah.
1: You right. know, I think I think you know his situation was probably as as good as you can get it coming from Dungy to him, right? Okay. I'm I'm really searching for some others, right? I can't really think of any any others that I felt like, hey, it was really set up. Maybe, maybe Patrick Ewing. Okay, when he took over,
2: John right? Thompson.
1: Yeah, maybe you know his son, and maybe that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that situation too. But when I'm thinking nationally, right, just off the top of my head, I can't think of. It's it's too far, and few in between, right? That it yeah. happens.
0: That's what we're saying.
1: It's far and, and yeah.
0: few. You know, there are obviously coaches are getting fired like crazy, or they're jumping ship. They're going somewhere else. You're The coach,
1: unless you get fired, number one, that's the first thing in this business. Okay, the fire. Okay. coaches. Yeah, um, right? I mean, am I lying? Like everybody almost got one on the resume, right?
0: Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. And and but there are plenty of programs that are in disarray. And yeah, you know, we could say that the African-American community is, is, is underserved by putting them in those positions. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking at Mike Tomlin, who took over for Bill Cowher, who also won a Super Bowl. Tomlin, I, I, again, I think that's the exception rather than the rule, because some of the other names that we've mentioned, except for Jim Caldwell, um, didn't have a shot, didn't really have a chance. And when they were successful, you know, the, the administration can stand up and smile and say, look what we did even though it, they really didn't have much to do with it.
2: Right.
1: I mean, you know, I'm looking at guys who've been career cleanuppers, right? They got us back and forth, right? Sleeper. Yeah, the sweepers.
2: Right? You know.
1: right. So Alvin Gentry's another another one that comes to mind in, in basketball.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Bickerstaff is another one.
0: Yeah. I think he's the winningest coach of all time, isn't he? <laughs> you know,
1: like these dudes clean up. That's all they do, right? And then when it gets cleaned up, they out.
0: mmm Casey's another one. Dwayne Casey. There's a, there's actually a lot of those names. Hey,
1: maybe Casey Jones, right? In all yeah. in Boston, taking over. Yeah, was maybe a great situation.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: you know, yeah. so you know, so I'm trying to uh, really be uh, have some objectivity here.
0: Yeah, I understand. You know, it, I think as we're looking at it in sports, basketball is where it's been probably more prevalent than the other sports, probably more than the other sports combined. I mean, you can't say the same thing about football or baseball, Uh, hockey, absolutely not. You know, we're just looking at team sports, the totality of team sports. But basketball seems to have more African-American coaches at all levels, you know, at all levels. Jason Hart just got a a head job in where the G League, was it? Yeah, Ignite. Yeah, 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 the Ignite. You know, there are are some opportunities coming up, but – you know, it, it just depends on, you know, you bring up an interesting point with Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr. Um, <clears throat> all those players were there when Mark Jackson was there. And just as they were about to apex uh, or hit their Zenith, then, uh, you know, Kerr came in and, and is the one that kind of reaped the, re- the rewards of that. So, um, you know, that's but basketball, as I say, you know, some of the names we've mentioned, like Alvin Gentry, et cetera. Yeah, you know, I don't want to gloss over any of those. There's others that we're forgetting. I'm I'm certain of it right now. You know, like Bernie Bickerstaff was a great call. And he's got a son that's also a, a coach in, in the NBA. Right. Um, and yeah.
1: and my, my, my challenge to Notre Dame is I or my I guess not really a challenge, is it, you know, more so a question. I I I hope they have more diversity. On the academia side than they have in athletics, mm. because football is the crown jewel. And I'm sure they're good in a lot oh. of other things. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. But, but football and basketball are the money or the money sports okay. in college, obviously. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, uh, I
1: don't know how Rudy would feel about what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying Rudy. I'm just Rudy. saying. See, and that's another. So what I said there, and, and the great thing, sir, because you have a growth mindset right? What I said right there, speaking in, in that kind of arrangement of the English or jive language, right, was the yeah. culture thing. Mm-hmm. But because you understood it because sports make you be diverse in, in locker rooms and sidelines, right? So you get a lot of ketchikisms, right, from other guys. And you start to understand like, the lay of the land of how everyone communicates. So you caught that, right? You know, but but that's a cultural thing. A lot of folks who look like me would have caught that, right? To where you don't have to say much because people can relate because they understand that. And that's the beauty of sports. Why I don't want sports to ever go away, even though it looks like in our grassroots in our high schools, we're trying to do away with sports is because it makes people have to respect and acknowledge and embrace other cultures to be one team with one heartbeat on one accord for one challenge, right? And winning because you have to sacrifice. Everyone on the team has to sacrifice in order for you to win, right? So you you have all these unique conversations. And you lose that, you know, when you don't have sports, because you got to give away a part of yourself to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And the sports allow you to do that early uh, in age, if, if you can get it in the grassroots and high school level. And, um, you know, so I, I, I really don't want to ever see sports ever go away because it's few jobs or few things you can be a part of where you can prepare your tail off and still lose.
2: Mm.
1: Or you can not prepare all week to the level of execution that your coach wants you to and still win, right? That is true. Yeah, So many many levels, right, of emotions that you have to put in check in order for you to be successful. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully, you know, we don't uh, continue to take out athletics at the lower levels.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I've always said that sports are the only true reality unscripted television because you don't know what the ending is. You don't know what's gonna happen from play to play, uh, minute to minute. Hey, I
1: disagree with you on that, sir. You know why I disagree? Why? Because we kidding? know when me and you go his up, you already know who's going to
0: <laughs> <head>. <laughs> Okay, there may be one or two instances where that is incorrect. But for the no. most, part, um, for the most part, that is true. <laughs> I'm teasing. You're, 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 you're right on. right? Well, it, it just, you know, as you say, you might have a really bad week of practice and go in there and kick some butt. It, it's just the way sports are. you know the best team doesn't always win. It's a team that's playing the best on game day.
1: And, that, and listen, I got a chance to to, to witness that um, being in attendance at the largest college uh, event in Nevada, which was Duke versus Gonzaga yep right And Duke won, right and just they made some plays more than than the Zags did at the end. And to your point of being true, like they won that night, got number one, and then got smoked by by Ohio State, they and now they're in, in contention. Yeah, yeah,
0: by an unranked Ohio State team. That's another thing. That's the, the. I mean, there you go, right? Ohio State coming off a loss; they already had a couple of losses. So you know, that's the, yeah, the spread. But and and Duke went cold in the second half. Right. Couldn't throw a pee in the ocean. Yeah, and so. Yeah. So, but you never know, you, you know, the best team, they, they're the gold standard.
1: You know, it, it was funny to me being at that game and we lost by three and it was one of the best um, games I've I've been to. And I've been to a lot of, you know, I got a lot of lists of some great games that I've been in attendance and, and you know, be courtside too. And I'm not embellishing, you know, what I'm saying or, or bragging or boasting. It's just great to see that action up close because you get to hear everything, right. Be a part of it. You feel like, you know, like you're part of the coaching staff instead of, you know, being on the sidelines. But you know, I said all that to say this: that it's nothing more exciting when we're able to see, you know, live sporting events and live music. For me, so
0: it is, I, it's a spectacle when that many people are in the same place, all going crazy, and you can that, feel the you can feel the stadium sway. Yeah. You know, it's, it's,
1: Yes, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. And I'm sorry, you know, for cutting you off. I'm just so emotional about this whole thing, because I feel like you just talking about it just took me right back there. Right. Because yeah. the, the, the crowd was so electric. But Duke being the gold standard, and it was um, it was Coach K's, you know, final game. Right. Not final, but, you know, his fair wear tour. He's on final right? season, yeah. His final season. So he's being appreciated even more, right, by the fan base. So, you know, it was crazy in the house. Over 20-some thousand people in the yeah. temples, right? So the building was electric. It was going crazy. We had, you know, I was courtside pretty much. And, you know, we had Floyd Mayweather courtside blinging. We had any and everybody you can think of. Uh, Marcus Lamode was right down the, the couple rows from me. You know, I was like, hey, the profit's up in here, man. You know it's hot. It was the hottest ticket on the strip. Yeah, it
2: was.
0: And, yeah. Some and, of the football players were in oh, there. Oh, man,
1: Vegas. crazy. Yeah. Right? And then the fans were happy to beat Gonzaga.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I knew we'd arrive mm-hmm. because I remember when it used to be the other way around 20 years ago. yeah. Right? yeah. And this two days before that, right? I got a chance to be in the building, courtside again, right? UCLA Gonzaga bringing back Dick Vitale, baby. You know what I'm saying? He's a diaper dandy, baby. It's awesome, baby. I love it. Yeah, PT right? You know, and I, I grew up on him, right? Yeah, we all did. You know what I'm saying? So be, to be able to, to say, man, look, I was there, you know, with that and, and different things of that nature, just really um really amazing you know the only thing better for me on that point if if my son was healthy and he could get out there and get after it right yeah Um, but you know it's funny you know god gives you tough assignments you got to finish them right but at the end of the day nobody can take the fact that he's been a part of the best team in college basketball for the last two years and and when he was, you know, in high school, he was on the number one team in the country as well. So, you know, we we would have wrote this script out. Uh, you know, we would have took it to Hollywood and pitched it all day long, right? Mm. Um, so I think, you know, it's still it's still out, but right. it's just right. been amazing right. to
0: be a part yeah. of it like yeah, that, that script is still being written. Yeah, ways to go yet. Yeah. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast. And please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics. And we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast.